أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome back to another exciting weekly Iman booster brought to you by Ikna Sisters. You know, there have been a lot of things on my mind lately, a lot of things that have been bugging me. You know, it seems like this pandemic is never going to end. It seems like black lives still don't matter as much, that immorality and sexual perversion seem to can't get any worse, but then it does how homelessness has gone rampant, food prices are unnecessarily skyrocketing, brilliant, brilliant minds can't get a decent college education because of lack of funds or resources, domestic abuse even in Muslim households have become the norm, and my list can go on and on. But rather than me take you down this rabbit hole of negativity, let's, let's turn this around for a few minutes and, and be more productive. So that maybe, maybe, inshallah, it can help both you and I. And no one is denying the filth that is out there. But what should our character be like? What should our response be during these difficult and turbulent times? And as I'm talking to you, the answer is getting more and more clear. We just have to use our God-given intellect to understand it. And all of these crises that we are facing in our world today, they're, they're not new. They're nothing new. But the root cause of it has to be corruption. So my question to you would be, how would corruption spawn the weaknesses of our society? How can corruption lead to delays in shipping or food shortages or lack of mask mandates? Believe me, it can so what is so inspiring is the story of Zulqarnain and the Quran and Surah Al-Kahf and how he modeled what justice is and should be as a leader of a people. How just and balanced leaders spurn healthy economies and goodwill towards one another and how this balanced way of infrastructure of a society causes it to be more civilized rather than to turn back to the dark ages of ignorance. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts off in ayah number 83 of the surah by a simple command to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where he said, they will ask you about Zulqarnain. Say, I will give you an account of him. And who was this Zulqarnain? Who was he? What was he all about? He was a righteous and just king who ruled with justice and, and conquered area after area and establish these governments of justice along the way. And in, in the next ayah, ayah number 84, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we established his power on earth and gave him means to achieve anything. So not only did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give him this power or establish it for him on this earth, but gave him uncontested authority where no one protested him being in power. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also gave him the means to victory, to help facilitate, to build civilization, to enjoy the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made available to mankind. So what indeed was the policy of Zulqarnain? While he conquered and conquered and while he ruled everyone, while he was trying to set up and establish these systems and these governments, 
It was a policy for justice for all. And if we look on in Surah Al-Qahaf in the next few verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, starting number, uh, I, I, number 86, then when he came to the setting of the sun, he found it seemed to be setting into a muddy spring. Nearby, he found some people and we said, Zulkarnain, you may choose which of them to punish or show kindness to. He answered, we shall punish those who have done evil, and when they are returned to their Lord, he will punish them even more severely. While those who believed and did good deeds will have the best of rewards, we shall command them to do what is easy for them. So this policy was a declaration to those who crossed the limits of justice and that they would be subjected to their own punishment in this life. Then those same people will return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is certain to inflict on them an even more terrible and severe punishment that has no parallel to what we know in this world. And a large a part of this policy also was for the pious and true believers who by him would receive kind and good treatment. They would receive honor and respect and help in all of their affairs. So when you have a leader that establishes a policy of justice, then the social ills and the crisis start to fade away. And this can only manifest when you do not take God out of the equation. In our last recording, our speaker spoke about the trial of wealth and how we allow this materialism to take over our hearts like weeds. You know, once we allow God to leave our minds and our focus, and this is a disease and sickness of the heart. So likewise, the same can be a result of the corruption when we don't follow the rules laid out to us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and instead allow fabrications of the truth to rule us. We can take an, an we can look at an example from 1940s Nazi Germany. It was policy, it was law, it was acceptable to exterminate the Jewish population. Is that not corruption? Apartheid, the racially institutionalized law of segregation, existed in South Africa from 1948 until the 1990s, exists in Israel up until now against the Palestinian people, which, by the way, was copied from the Jim Crow laws of the United States until the civil rights movement here in this country. Is that not corruption? Homosexuality, sometimes it's banned, sometimes it's made law, sometimes it's accepted. Is that not corruption? So when your society is built upon corrupt and unjust policies, then no doubt the very fabric of your being will begin to tear and leave you at a crossroads. So when you only exist to serve yourself instead of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then here begins your state of corruption. So I know you're thinking, okay, I'm, I'm not a leader of any country. I'm not a lawmaker. I'm not a policy holder. I'm just a good, average, nice, decent person. What does this all have to do with me? We've got to look at corruption even within ourselves at a very individual level. Corruption itself can be defined as the abuse of power for private gain when someone misuses their authority. And now Shaitan, he doesn't trick us into doing something overnight. It is a slow, relentless process of his that begins with you on a personal level. And if we allow it to take root, 
then it slowly and surely will infect you. It will infect your relationship with your spouse, with your children, your parents, your in-laws, your neighbors, the people you work with, the people entrusted with your care, and society at large. If this cycle of corruption is not broken, then it continues and becomes the norm of society where no one is challenging it. So how do we overcome corruption, especially in these very turbulent and difficult times? The first way is to remember Allah at all times. Be mindful of him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Imran, verse 181, who remember Allah while standing or sitting or lying on their sides and give thought to the creation of the heavens and the earth, saying, Our Lord, you did not create this aimlessly. Exalted are you above such a thing. Then protect us from the punishment of the fire. The second way to overcome corruption is to remember your death. Remember the akhirah. Remember the fact and keep it in mind that this life is temporary. There will be a day where we have to be buried underground. And we are only going to take with us the deeds that we have done in this world. And then the third thing to overcome this trial of power and corruption is to analyze yourself. Assess yourself and ask those who are under your care to give you feedback. Ask your husband, ask your children, even ask your daughter-in-law, ask your mother-in-law. Ask them, am I being just with you? So if you remember in the beginning when I was talking about the different crises and the different problems that are happening, and of course that's not the end of the list, I was reminded of something that once we do not let or allow corruption to permeate our nafs, our families, our communities, and the society at large, our Islamic character gets further solidified. And this happens in two ways. Number one, we start to develop and build a God-conscious personality where our first and foremost focus is on belief in Allah. We nourish it, we fortify it, we strengthen it because it serves to provide a correct spiritual foundation. And at the same time, we're also developing a stable personality where I as a believer will have a better sense of stability by knowing that whatever happens is in accordance with the will of Allah the negative that's out there, the filth that's out there, it's not going anywhere. They are a part of a test and there is good eventually that will come from it. We just have to be patient to see it. So maybe we don't have the Iman of Zulkarnain or maybe we don't have that courage and maybe we don't have that beautiful picturesque leadership that he had. But we all have a chance and a moment right now to establish the good and promote justice. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu said in a hadith, every one of you is a shepherd and is responsible for his flock. This is a level of our personal responsibility. And if we all work together, then we can root out corruption once and for all. So please tune in for our next recording, inshallah, in, the, in this series of the Islamic character in turbulent times. And as always, you can find us on our YouTube channel, Ikna Sisters USA, and our podcast channel of the same name for previous lectures that you can listen to and you can share with your families and friends. And until we meet again, Jazakumullah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.